You tune in to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Thank you very much to MoneyWeb team back again tomorrow at 6pm. I'm Brad Brown with you until 7 this evening and we've got a jam-packed show for you tonight. We'll chat to the president of Netball South Africa, Mimi Mtetwa. South Africa's Fed Cup captain Earl Granger joins us too. We'll also touch base with Paul Adams ahead of tomorrow's final T20 International against the West Indies and we'll also speak to Matthew Booth about the one of the finest chances tomorrow and for the upcoming AFCON 2015. And speaking of which, Orlando Pirates utility defender Ayanda Nhaba will arrive at the Bafana Bafana camp in Libreville, Gabon, later on this evening. Nhaba is uh, replacing his injured teammate Patrick Punguayo, whose African Nations Cup dreams ended with a knee injury last week. Speaking uh, a little bit earlier on today, the head coach, Sheikh Mushaba, says the player has got a lot to offer to the team. That boy played uh, the, 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 uh, the Africa Cup for, for, for Pirates. Nobody can say he's, he's just an ordinary player. And you're mentioning a very good point. That is, uh, we, we're having a, a utility player. He can play at left, he can play central defense. It's a plus for us because we're getting two in one. So I think uh, we'll have to look at his level of fitness, which I don't doubt. Look at uh, uh, how much is he going to exert himself and how he fits in the team. Those are the most important things that we need to look at. Bafana Bafana's training session took place at 5 this afternoon and we haven't heard yet if the three players who sat out yesterday's training session due to minor knocks from the Cameroon friendly were back in action. Bafana Bafana team Dr. Tulani Nguenya shed some lights on what's troubling Tukelo Ranti, Bernard Parker and Rivaldo Kutsia. We've got three injuries. The first one is to Keloranti. He sustained a hamstring sprain um, during the game, but now we are resting him as a precaution. It's not something serious. He's going to receive physiotherapy, and um, perhaps we're going to reassess tomorrow and see if he can fully train, but it's not something to worry about. The second one is Rivaldo Kutse. He sustained a collateral ligament sprain. Um, it's not a serious injury as well. We are resting him as a precaution, and he's receiving physiotherapy. And the third one is uh, Benny, Bernard Parker. He sustained uh, intercostal muscle uh, strain. Uh, As well, it's not a serious injury, but we are resting him as well just to recover and treat him. Otherwise, it's nothing serious. Meanwhile, number one goalkeeper Darren Keat arrived back in Gabon yesterday afternoon after, after going to be with his wife in Belgium following the birth of their first child. It remains to be seen if he'll regain the number one jersey tomorrow. But uh, one player who's not likely to feature in the game is Bernard Parker. This is why, according to Nguenya. With the Mali match, uh, Bernard Parker might not make it because his injury is quite um, is, is not, is not, I'm not expecting him to recover we want to play safe rather so he might not make it for the Mali game otherwise the other two players will definitely play but it, it will be up to the coaches as to whether they want to play them or not in cricket news, Faf Duplessis will be rested for South Africa's final T20 international against the West Indies in Durban tomorrow. According to Proteus team manager Mohamed Musaji, it's a precautionary measure ahead of a busy one-day international schedule over the next three months. Duplessis, any amount of rest will be beneficial to him in the long run. Justin Ontong will take over the captaincy for that T20 international. 
The first unofficial test between the South African A side and the English Lions in Potchefstroom saw the visitors uh, a short while ago reach 462 for six. They still trail SA by 42 runs. Jonathan Trott out in the middle on 55 not out. On 155 not out, rather. Netball South Africa has appointed Benny Simon as head coach of the Proteas netball team. That according uh, that following the surprise resignation of Elise Kotzer last week. Simon will be assisted by Alsha Jordan and Martha Moshawale in and their tenure takes effect at the beginning of Feb. In tennis new shiny skippers will spearhead the country's Fed Cup team for the Euro Africa Group 2 tie that takes place between the 4th and the 7th of Feb in Estonia. South Africa's top ranked women's tennis player who's currently ranked 77th in the world returns to the South African Fed Cup team for the first time in 10 years. She'll uh, be play alongside Chanel Simmons, Ilza Hutting as well as Michelle Sammons. Those are the other three players in that team. Juan Martin Del Potro launched his comeback from a serious wrist injury with a convincing 6-3, 7-6 win over Sergei Skakovsky in the first round of the Sydney International earlier today. The former US Open champion underwent surgery on his left wrist late last year and was out of action for 10 months. He'll next face top-seeded Fabio Fanini in the second round. In Super Rugby news, eight All Blacks will be rested in the opening round of this year's tournament. An agreement with the New Zealand Rugby Union. The players say that they can be rested at any time during the tournament, but the Blues, Crusaders and Chiefs have opted to do it in the opening round of fixtures. Players who will miss round include Blues' hooker Kevin Mialamo and Patrick Topoluto, Chiefs' lock Brody Retallick, loose forward Liam Messam and flyhalf Aaron Cruden, as well as Crusaders' lock Sam Whitelock and number eight Kieran Reid, as well as fullback Israel Dagg. All Blacks captain Richie McCaw is likely to link up with the camp in February. He's also uh, taking a bit of a break. And Dan Carter, however, has expressed a desire to return to action early. And finally, a piece of the original FIFA World Cup trophy has been found. That, according to a FIFA staffer, uh, was found in the basement of uh, the FIFA headquarters in storage. It was the stone base from the original Jules Rimet trophy. The 10-centimeter tall octagonal piece of semi-precious stone has the names of the first four World Cup winners on it. Uruguay and Italy each won twice between 1930 and 1950. I wonder what other skeletons are hidden in that basement. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we chat to the president of Netball South Africa. SAFM Sports Wrap. Last week here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we reported that uh, the Proteas netball head coach, Elise Kotzer, had resigned due to personal reasons. We spoke to the president of Netball South Africa then, Mimi and Tetwa, to find out what the circumstances were. And I'm happy to report uh, a week down the line, we have uh, a new coach of the Spa Proteas. And Mimi Tetwa joins us again. Mimi, welcome back onto the show. Uh, the decision's been made. Benny Simon is uh, back in or in the hot seat. Uh, thank you so much uh, to you and uh, your listeners, and thanks for affording us this opportunity as Network South Africa. Yes, uh, I think we can safely say we have appointed uh, Benny Simon uh, to take the team to the World Network Champs uh, in Sydney in, in July this year. Mimi, it's, uh, I mean, appointing a national coach is a, is a big decision. Are you confident that this decision wasn't rushed, that you had Actually, enough time to do the, the, the sort of due school, process uh, that you had to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, difficult for us to We are appointing South Africa for so many uh, coaches, but we consider a lot of factors that I would not really uh, discuss uh, over the, 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 the radio like this. 
but we consider a lot of factors, one of them being we need somebody uh, who is going to be able to bring people together, meaning to bring the players together, to bring uh, the, the assistants uh, together and the team management that normally works with uh, the team when we prepare them for uh, international uh, events like this one. So, yeah, we are confident that she is going to do her best. She really did not promise us, uh, you know, <laughs> the world, but she just said to us, if I am given this opportunity, I am promising to do my best. And as members of Africa, that's all that we ask for. We ask for anybody that gets into such a position to do their best. And what is uh, there for us to do as the executive? We are going to make sure that whatever and wherever we can uh, assist, we are going to be fully behind her. Mimi, as far as continuity goes, uh, with Elisa's re- resignation, it was obviously sudden and unexpected. Uh, as, do we have a, a sort of contingency plan in place to, to allow the, 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 the flow from, from the two different coaching styles and the two different coaches that there's not too much upheaval in the national squad? I think we do. In South Africa, the basics of netball are the same for all of us. I think our coaches would have, you know, individual styles, but bottom line is we play netball in, in South Africa and we have a brand of netball that we play in South Africa. So I don't see any upheavals. Uh, my trust is also on the players, on the senior players who have been there before. I hope that they will also come to the party and make sure that whatever this new coach brings uh, on board, uh, you know, gets to be taken up and respected and used. Uh, I don't think that uh, the coach is coming in to change everything that uh, Elise Gotter uh, uh, did with the team. I think she is uh, going to build on that and bring in more, you know, techniques and skills if she wishes to do so when she sees uh, the need to do so. Well, we look forward to seeing how she does handle the pressures of being a national coach. She's going to be assisted by Alsha Jordan and Martha Moshuale. Mimi Mtetwa, President of Netball South Africa, thank you for your time this evening here on SAFM Sport Trap. It's my pleasure, thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. You tune into SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and it was reported a little bit earlier on this afternoon that uh, South Africa's top-ranked tennis player, Shani Skippers, has been pulled back into the Fed Cup fold, and we join now by SA captain Earl Granger. Earl, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks for your time. Uh, ten years down the line, Shani Skippers back in. That's good news for South Africa. Very, very exciting uh, to have her back. Uh, she's really wanted to be a part of the fold for many years. And, you know, just with her schedule and a whole bunch of stuff, she just hasn't been able to. And, you know, I've been talking to her for a long time now, and she's really been wanting to play, and uh, she's very, very committed to it. So it's very, very exciting for our team, very, very exciting for South Africa. Very happy about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's an exciting time as well because uh, the next sort of rubber takes place between the 4th and 7th of Feb in Estonia. It's uh, the Euro-Africa Group 2 tie against Estonia. It's uh, going to be a tough ask and it's great to have her back to play. Well, I mean, she really gives us a a fighting chance. I mean, we're going up against some great teams. I mean, it's... There's Kaya Kanepi playing and there's another girl who's 17 in the world playing. So she's really giving us a chance to go in there. And it's not just about her, though. It's about the whole team. But she really, really gives us a fighting chance. Her experience, her knowledge, just her presence around the other players. 
we're very happy about it and she's very committed to coming and to, to be part of the team and, and, and really to make this thing work for us. You talk about the, the rest of the team, Chanel Simmons in there, Ilza Hutting and uh, Michelle Sammons as well. They must be pretty chuffed uh, to have the, the experience that uh, Shawnee Skippers brings to, to the fold. I'm so excited. They're so excited. I mean, I talk to them every single day and I work with them and they're just really excited to have her and to learn from her and to, to set good examples and to see what she's about and what she does and how she trains and how she thinks and, and just her knowledge. It's, it's just going to be a hell of experience for, for everyone, including myself. I'm sure. You, I can hear your excitement as well. It is, is absolutely great news. You mentioned uh, the competition, uh, who we're going to be playing against and how tough it is going to be. What are you hoping to achieve out of this uh, trip to Estonia? No, there's no doubt about it that we're going there to win it. There, there's no doubt about chance. We've got a very, very good chance. We've just got to knit together as a team and we've got to be there for each other. And that's, that's my goal as a coach, is to make it a, a team effort. But I can tell you that we're going there to win. Uh, there's, no, there's no other thing on my mind or any of our team. We're going there to win it. That's fighting talk. I love it. Earl, and then just finally, uh, could, could you get uh, Shawnee to have a, a chat to, to Kevin Anderson, see if we can get him back in our Davis Cup setup? <laughs> I've, I've stayed out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a try. Earl Granger, yeah. the SA Fed Cup captain, uh, thank you so much for uh, your time this evening. And, and yeah, well done on, on getting Shawnee back. It's great, and it's going to be wonderful to see you in action for our country once again. It is, and thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap, and it's uh, been a pretty tough two encounters for the Pro Tier so far in the T20 series against the West Indies, or should that be against Chris Gale? There's one more to come, and then a five match one day series on the cards, and it's uh, fabulous to be able to welcome former Pro Tier Paul Adams onto the show this evening. Paul, welcome onto SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks for your time. Good evening. Paul, it's been a, a bit of a baptism of fire for some of the, the new youngsters in that T20 squad the last two outings. Yeah, well, it's been really exciting. I think uh, the crowds have got a full worth of entertainment from Newlands where Chris Gale gave a little gale force and then uh, Wonders was just an amazing game of cricket, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's all good. Everyone should learn from those little lessons and, uh, and hopefully South Africa can take it forward in the next game. Yeah, Paul, one game left in the series. The Windies have, have wrapped that series 2-0 up. They'll be, they'll be quite keen to, to make it a whitewash, particularly with what's going on as far as their one-day selection goes uh, for this upcoming series and the World Cup. They've got a, pro- a point to prove tomorrow. Yeah, I think the, the West Indies guys will be quite pretty, pretty relaxed and I think that's when they're the most dangerous. Um, and they, they do possess a lot of power heaters within their team. They they go all the way right down and uh, and they got that luxury to go about it. They are well-known cricketers around the world and, and for South Africa, I think it's just uh, hopefully they can pick up a few things and hopefully they can go out there and execute a certain couple of plans against them. We've seen a few of them in our own Ramsdam T20 and how explosive and dangerous they can be, but they eat plans, and but it's just the execution needs to take place. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, looking ahead to that game tomorrow night that's uh, taking place in, in Durban, no Faf Duplessis, he's been rested. So as as far as experience goes, not too much in that team. Justin Ontong, he's got a ton of experience. He's going to be taking the reins as captain. Uh, do you think the absence of Faf is going to make a big difference? He obviously scored a big 100 uh, at the Wanderers on the weekend, but uh, Justin Ontong's a, a pretty decent player himself. Yeah, Ontong, he's captained the Cobra squad well. Um, Past couple of seasons, and uh, 
he'll he'll come out and, and and he's been out of the international scene for a while and he'll he'll want to show his own flavor and his own way he wants to do it um it's, it's sometimes it's it's an opportunity someone needs and and if he can really try and rally the troops around and and and, and get them going it's very important um but yeah without Faf, Faf is being rested um for all in all it's important that he gets his rest as well for for the odis that are coming up um so it's for us it's, i think for South africa it's important that the, the young guys that come into the squad that they they really see what sort of level and standard they need to play um and how they need to execute they need to see where the game is and are they executing the right stuff are they eating the yogurt are they missing it are we hitting enough boundaries um and what the best in the world is doing Paul, this T20 series, I mean, for, for me, it's a bit of a, a nothing series. With the World Cup coming up, the, the main focus is on the 50-over the game. If you look at the, the T20 squad as opposed to the, the one-day squad, very different. Can we read much into this, or is it just a case of let's give some of the youngsters who could possibly be looking at, at the next World Cup uh, a, bit of, a bit of exposure to a team that, that's pretty good at that format of the game? Yeah, I think it's a it's a look. Next year we we play in the T Twenty World Cup, so there shouldn't be any fooling around or or make giving just giving uh, guys opportunities and that. Um, it's a look at who we have got and what sort of structure they want to start putting in place in that format. Um, it's another focus is obviously over cricket, but uh, you obviously have one or two key players that are, are resting and looking to go forward into fifty over cricket. So. It is opportunities for young players to put their hands up, to show their skills, um, to go out there and entertain and show what what 2020 cricket is about in, in South Africa. Uh, so I just think we've we've got to be also smart in, in focusing on, on leading up into next year's World Cup in that terms. I don't think there's many games going into the season. I think international cricket would play probably far too little. T20 cricket to have a World Cup. Um, in it, and uh, when you have that opportunity, you got to really look at. Uh, I think we only got nine leading into next year's World Cup, so we've got to really focus on, on on what combinations and how we can go forward with this, with T20 in, in South African cricket. Speaking at the post-match press conference at the Wanderers uh, at the weekend, Chris Gale was scathing uh, of the of the West Indian board with it, with the two omissions with uh, Dwayne Bravo and, and uh, Kieran Pollard being being left at home for for the World Cup. They also not included in the uh, the West Indies One Day squad for the upcoming uh, five matches here in South Africa. What's your take on that, Paul? Yeah, I think it's quite amazing that uh, some of the best players in the world you leave them out in their squad, so they must be personal grass, I'm not sure what's going on but yeah, um, I play Kyron Weadia in the Cobras, is a magnificent player um, and uh, and not including him you can see there's, there's some jives going on and I don't think we've heard the end of it, I think it's, it's probably going to carry on um, over the next period or so um, we've seen these players are, are quite a little bit perturbed by it and I'm sure and you can hear them coming out and talking about it um, so it's, it's yeah, for West Indies cricket, it's, it's, a, it's, it's in a state where where they got to be treating people right, um, and I think it's, it's something they got to deal with back home there in the West Indies about how they deal with things, and um, it is quite volatile because it's countries, not uh, the, the different islands or countries, and they got to deal and make sure that they they work together as a unit. I think that's that's a key thing, and I feel there's a little bit of just disjointedness from it, and. Uh, I think for West Indies cricket, it's important that they get these things uh, properly done and sorted, and so that there's always everyone's clear and and clarity.
Paul, then just finally to wrap things up, if you were in Russell Domingo's shoes, you've had quite a bit of success uh, domestically with, with the Cobras. If, if you were in his shoes tomorrow, what would you be saying to, to your team to go out there and, and avoid the whitewash? Yeah, the, 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 in the back of their minds is, is you've lost the series and you got one. You've got nothing to play lose, you know, so you can go out there and, and really look to entertain and play with a lot of flair. And I think a West Indies team, you've got to go out there and and play and, and, and try and post winning totals. Don't look at the past score. Try and get beyond that because they possess a lot of power. But uh, it's going out there and really looking to entertain and enjoy yourselves and, and, and try and take that pressure off yourselves and, and really entertain the crowd. You glad you're not the one bowling to Chris Gale? <laughs> no, I think there's a lot of bowlers <laughs> <laughs> that are there, but uh, sometimes you've got to do it and uh, put some plans in place and hopefully you, you, if you execute uh, and you might come out on top. <laughs> Paul Adams, always a pleasure to chat. I uh, look forward to, to catching up again soon. In, enjoy the rest of the series and, and the one days. And we will uh, definitely chat again here on SAFM. Cool, take care. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, just one day to go until Bafana Bafana's last warm-up game ahead of their 2015 African Cup of Nations campaign. They are in camp at the moment uh, and have had two pretty decent warm-ups uh, up till now. We'll see how we go against Mali tomorrow, but no stranger to the Bafana Bafana setup and no stranger to AFCON. Matthew Booth joining us now. Matthew, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap. Thanks for your time. Matthew, uh, a big couple of weeks ahead for Bafana Bafana. This is their last sort of warm-up match. Uh, what do you think that they are expecting from uh, Mali tomorrow? Well, I think uh, to to um, to make sure that they remain unbeaten. I think it's, um, they've gone on a fantastic run. I think uh, the longer they go on the strong the run, the more confident they're going to be. Um, you know, heading into the tournament proper. It's. Uh, I mean, it has been a fabulous. The qualification was was magnificent. I mean, it's been a while since we've qualified for the Afcon on merit. Uh, we've had uh, a, a good win against Zambia last weekend. Uh, a credible draw against Cameroon this past weekend. Sheikh Mashaba doing some some amazing things with that with that squad. Yeah, absolutely. You know, look. Um, uh, if you're realistic, um, you must realise that I think our, our group was pretty weak. Um, Nigeria was completely off form. I think most teams would have would have beaten them the way they were playing. Um, and friendlies are friendlies, so the real deal will, will come to an improper, you know, and <laughs> what a group they've got. So I think people misjudge them um, going into the tournament proper, you know, as soon as they start playing. And, um, you know, Ghana, uh, Senegal and Algeria are going to be really tough. Uh, so I just hope that the, <laughs> the South African population are not getting their hopes too high. Um, I think Sheikhs have done an absolutely fantastic job getting us there, restoring our pride. Um, I'm just holding fingers that we can squeak through. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one as well. As far as selection goes, Matthew, there's been uh, a lot of a lot of chat around the, the squad that uh, Sheikh Mashaba has taken. Obviously, the big uh, mission was uh, Talani Serrero. What, what's your take on that? You, you spent a lot of time playing into uh, playing overseas and, and and representing your country. Is is there a lot more to read into that situation than than we've been told as as the public? Yeah, look, um, you know, generally coaches work with one particular or a couple of agents, you know, and you'll you'll see if if any journalist has a lot of time, they go through um, the various coaches uh, they, during their reigns, and you can you're able to pick out a certain pattern, right? I'm not saying that this is happening now, and I'm not saying that this had anything to do with the Sorera case, um, but what I will say is that Shakes um, is no fool, and he's not he doesn't take. Um, players who have who show the slightest bit of attitude or reluctance to turn up 
uh, to camp. He will cut you off uh, at the waist. And, um, you know, I think that, that's what's happened. Um, he's done that with a number of players. Uh, he's shown favor in with uh, a lot of the or loyalty towards a lot of the players that uh, he brought up through the junior national team. Um, and there have been a, bit, a few head scratches here and there. For me, um, leaving out uh, Tefo Mashumayeti from the, never mind the, the final squad, but the, the provisional squad as well was, was quite unbelievable. But, um, you know, Sheikh is, is his own man and he's going to do things his own way. He's not going to follow international best practice. And, um, you know, um, people can't complain because he's, he's getting results. Yeah, without a doubt. Matthew, you, you've played on, on this stage before in your career as well. Uh, what, what would you say to these players who are going into their first one about what to expect and how to handle the pressures of playing in, in, in an African showpiece? Look, just keep on playing with the same confidence that you've been playing. It's been nice to see, um, although we haven't had physical presence in the team, it's nice to see guys going head-to-head and chest-to-chest against the likes of, you know, your big burly Cameroonians and Nigerians, and I think that's that's what's been uh, lacking um, over the past couple of years, a bit of aggression, you know, and a no-nonsense attitude, and long may that last. Um, and um, you know, I think the team is is set and ready uh, for uh, continental dominance in the next uh, six to eight years if they keep this team together. And that's the vital thing; they've got to keep this team together. I'm not looking uh, too much at the results at this coming Afcon, but for for me, if Sheikhs is given uh, the free range to do what he knows best, uh, he's going to um, create a formidable team. As far as to tomorrow's game, it's it's been played three o'clock local time, so the heat is going to be a factor, which is probably a good thing uh, for Bafana Bafana going into Equatorial Guinea. Uh, w- which way do you see tomorrow's game going? Well, yeah, they've um, you know they they did it in the in the quarterfinals in Mali in two thousand and two, which which I was uh, a part of, um, and then um, here in South Africa as well in knockout stages. So. Um, you know, their talisman is without doubt Sedo Keita, um, you know, getting into the prime of his uh, career. And I think if we can nullify him, uh, should he be playing, then um, that's half the job done. Uh, I just hope that uh, Sheikhs is, is, is clever with his squad selection, so close to the tournament, although he wants to give um, his, his first 11, uh, you know, a regular run. Um, I think uh, you know he can't. He's got to juggle between the the first the starting eleven between Cameroon and uh, Mali. So it's a it's a tough act to 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 ask. Uh, but he's got to get his first eleven primed and ready to go. Um, come tournament proper. Yep, looking forward to that, Matthew. We thank you so much for your time this evening on SAFM. Much appreciated. Pleasure. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, speaking of that clash tomorrow evening, definitely looking forward to that. It is Bafana Bafana's final week in Gabon before they proceed to Mongomo in Equatorial Guinea, where they'll be based for their group matches, which start on the 19th of this month. They face Algeria first up, and then will play Senegal and Ghana. Bafana Bafana coach Sheikh Mashaba believes uh, they've covered many areas uh, that they've needed to and are in pretty good shape ahead of the AFCON. I think our coming down here... It has uh, done us good in so many ways. And the good thing that has happened here, the facility is very good. There's nowhere where we can complain. Accommodation, training pitches, as well as the mills, very good. Uh, Number two is the acclimatization. 
It's another 45 minutes flight from here to Equatorial Guinea, so it's more or less the same kind of weather that we're going to play out today. The Wednesday game, uh, Saturday game that we played against uh, uh, Cameroon as well, helped us a lot. Now the boys, they know what we expect when we get to that. Those who have never been into these competitions, they know what's going to happen. Uh, but the good thing is everybody's ready. We've got those little bit of knocks of injuries, which I think the medical staff will deal with that. Bufana Bufana wrap up their preparations in Gabon with an international friendly against Malayan sides tomorrow. 3 p.m. is the kickoff local time weather conditions. So it will be the true test as Bufana Bufana uh, head into the heat of the day to play that match. Mashaba says Mali's aerial strength will provide, uh, prepare them well rather for the AFCON tournament that gets underway in Bata this coming Saturday. Yes, they are the same. But if you look at uh, Malians, they're taller than they, 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 most of them they tall. So that is why you saw today we were working on defending set pieces against us and trying to play against them. But uh, I think uh, we still expect another good run. By the time we finish uh, the Mali game, we will be ready for the tournament. And we'll have live action for you here tomorrow on SAFM. Make sure you tune in for that uh, clash against Cameroon. Just to wrap things up, Jonathan Trott has led from the front with his 37th first-class 100 as England Lions ease their way into a first-innings lead on the third day of the first unofficial test against South Africa A at Bulland Park. Uh, England finished the day on 507 for 6 in reply to South Africa's 504 for 8. So uh, a big run fest there. Trott still not out uh, in the 170 so fantastic performance uh, from the South African born English player looks like he is coming back uh, into into Nick took a bit of time off uh, to uh, sort of sort himself out but seems like he's definitely uh, coming back with a bang and that's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening talk shop coming up next we'll be back again tomorrow evening at 6.30 don't forget you can catch some more sport tomorrow morning on AM Live at uh, bright and early tomorrow morning from myself Brad Brown and my producer Siobhan Teddy Thank you very much. Have a fabulous evening and we'll chat tomorrow. Cheers.